You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watched workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run him back for the Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome into the Friday edition of the Martin Houston Show. James Ludeman, Joe Gaither, hanging out with you here today, filling in for Martin Houston this morning. And uh, as we have been doing all week, uh, I'm super excited. It's Friday. We've made it, Joe. It is the weekend. And uh, as always, the show uh, brought to you by our good friends over at Taco Casa. Taco Casa is... uh, under the biggest cactus in town, of course. Of course, you'll find Tuscaloosa's best fast food Mexican restaurant. Great quality Mexican food. It's always fresh and a staple of the community here in Tuscaloosa since 1974. You can view their menu and locations on tacocasa.com. All right, Joe, good morning. How are we doing? Oh, just hanging in there, getting ready for uh, for a weekend. Or oh, big sports weekend. Big sports weekend. There's a lot going on this weekend. Alabama hoops, Super Bowl, you know, football finale. Well, there's man. Did did you think we'd make it, Joe? To to the end. Uh, we we said this when the college football playoff happened, and uh, when you know when we got to the national championship game. Uh, you know, we 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 both sat there and said, hey, you know, are, are we going to even make it to this game? And, uh, boy, we, we did it. We did it. And we're here and the Super Bowl is Sunday. Uh, it was announced that there's going to be about 30,000 fans in attendance or roughly, I think it was like 22,000. So maybe just shy of 30,000, uh, of course, Tampa Bay and the chiefs. And we'll talk throughout the show today about the Super Bowl, uh, as well, leading to inside the locker room. Uh, we'll talk some. Super Bowl there as well. So uh, just a, a great start to the morning. Uh, as we always say here, this is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it, even if it's 40 degrees outside. We're still going to rejoice. It's not I mean, that cold. No, it's actually warmer today. Have I, you seen, like. I mean, you've seen what's going on in the Northeast. You know, I saw an article yesterday. I think this was either the Tuscaloosa Thread posted it or, or one of our sister stations posted it. They're talking about snow next week, Joe, in Tuscaloosa. There's like a 60% chance of snow. You don't think it's going to happen? It won't happen. No, it won't happen. Why not? I wish it would happen. 
I, I just one time just want to want to see some snow. Well, you're you're new to Tuscaloosa, are you not? Ish. I mean, ish. I've lived here like you know a year and a few months, so yeah, I, I'm still a, new. Right? A year and change. I don't know if you you so you weren't here the last time it actually snowed, where people were uh, leaving their cars on the highway. <laughs> yeah, leaving no. their cars on 459 or uh, on a and on a 69 South and 69 North. Were you? So my app when when I checked this weather app, and again, it's just the weather app. But it went from Friday being a 60% chance of snow to Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Now it is showing the snow symbol. This this Friday, Saturday, Sunday? No, the, the, so next, obviously today's Friday. So next week. And next weekend, the lows at not 18, 21, 21. I feel like if it's going to snow, Joe, it, it's going to be next week. It's, it might me. But. I mean, it's the first time I've seen snow consistently everywhere. So I don't know. We'll see. I, I know this isn't a weather channel, uh, you know, report. James Spann does a good job of that. Uh, so I'll let him, you know, do what he does well. But we got a lot to get to this morning. Uh, one of the things I want to start with, Joe, uh, is actually a story you can see on Time109.com. Uh, Joe Lenardi from ESPN uh, put out a bracket, and, and we've been kind of touching on it throughout the week, but I want to kind of dissect this uh, a little bit. Alabama is sitting in a great position right now in Alabama basketball. Uh, there is a, a chance that Alabama, for the first time, I, I don't think this has ever happened uh, in, in the history of the school, Alabama has a chance to go into the NCAA tournament as a number one seed. I hope they don't. You don't think they no? I mean, I, I think they can, but I hope they don't. Just that pressure that they uh, of being a number one seed uh, from a school that is not used to uh, not used to carrying that weight. I think our guys should go in as like a two or a three seed, kind of like. Yeah, get your high seed, get your reward for a good season, but a one seed, I think that comes with a lot of pressure. That makes me nervous. See, I, I, I'm the complete opposite opinion. I, I think that they've not only earned this, uh, but I think it's something that they're trying to expect. You know, when you when you have Alabama football as a number one seed, nobody ever gets nervous because of the success that they've had. But this is kind of new, I would say newish territory for Alabama basketball. Uh, Alabama has not had a team be this good since probably, what, the late 80s? Uh, I know they had a couple of good teams early in you know the 2000s, uh, but nowhere near as as dominant as what we have seen this season. And one of our interns, uh, Josh White, wrote a great article on Tywin109.com. So I'm gonna, I'm just going to take some things from this article. Uh, there's been a lot of first under Nate Oates, so let me just read some of these to you. The first time that we beat Auburn at Auburn since 2015 this season. It's the first time being ranked in the top 10 since 02. The first time starting 4 and 0 in conference play since 1987. The first time Alabama swept the season series against Kentucky since 1984. And the first time that Alabama has been potentially a number 1 seed inside of the NCAA tournament. And then on top of that, it's the first time that Alabama has started a season 10-0 and in SEC play in 65 years, as we heard yesterday from Kerry Clark. So, fun question here for you, Joe. Fun Friday question. 
if Nate Oates continues this success with Alabama basketball, do you give the man a statue? I mean, is it just pretty much going to happen at this point? I mean, he's he's taken this Alabama basketball team to a level that I don't even think he realized was going to be happening this year. I think he knew there was success on the way, but nobody, Joe, not, none of us predicted 10-0 and, and, and in a basically a, a pretty easy road uh, to the SEC regular season championship. I think he only gets a statue if he wins a national championship, just like the guys out in front of the uh, the football stadium. Uh, I'm just teasing, but uh, but but well, he, but but it. he can't. We, we, I mean, it's only the second year. Uh, he's got yeah. a long way to go to, before he gets a statue status. Does Coach Sanderson have a statue? I'm kind of surprised he doesn't. I know. We to gotta, be honest, we, we got to get him one right in front of Coleman Coliseum. Uh, again, now that you said that, I'm like, wow, he really should have one. Like it's it's. Uh, right? I mean, am I wrong in that? No, you're not. I mean, no, 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 no. And, and for 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 Coach Oates, he's got a you know. I don't. I don't mean to be like Debbie Downer. Yeah, Debbie Downer. <laughs> but uh, we got, we got to hold on to him for more than two years. It, yeah. it, the success that he's had in a year and a half has been really good. But uh, we we can't let him sneak off to no. uh, Kansas or so. You know, sneak off to a bigger bigger program, a bigger program with with, with higher higher profile, or even off to the NBA. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna have to hold on to him. And Greg Byrne, you made a hell of a hire a year and a half ago. Thank you, sir. You said something to me before the season started. I don't even think you realized that you said it at the time, but you said something to me that really stuck with me, and I'm starting to see it now more and more. Uh, I asked you because because again, and I, I'm not I'm not a hundred percent familiar with the history of Alabama basketball, um, which to be honest, Joe, I don't think a lot of people are uh, because unfortunately the basketball team hasn't got as much uh, you know following uh, since the departure of, of Coach Wimp. But you said something to me because I said, well, what did Avery Johnson do when he was here? And, you know, the team had some success. It it wasn't a lot. It it really wasn't that good. I think they underperformed in a lot of ways. And but you said something to me about Avery Johnson. You said he, he didn't love the city. And I didn't I didn't understand really what that meant until I until I saw this season. Uh, Nate Oates is one of those guys that is so involved in, in what happens here in Tuscaloosa, um, several times this season when he's been interviewed, it's always, we love the school. We love the town. We love the people. We love the students. We, you know, his tweet the other night after the win against LSU was, was sent out and saying, Hey, thanks to our students. You know, sometimes coaches don't do that enough. It's really the student section, and I know we're in a COVID year, but it's really the fans and the student section that that makes success happen sometimes too. Uh, they're kind of that, you know, in the NFL, we call it, what, the 12th man? Uh, and, and that's kind of the way it is uh, for basketball. And I know there's been limited, you know, attendance and, and things like that this year because of COVID, and it's been kind of frustrating. But I, I think you're right, Joe. I think you have to. If this season continues to go the way it's going to go, you have got to lock this guy up long term. I don't know if the NBA is a goal of Nate Oates um, personally, because I know some coaches are just happy with being college coaches for the rest of their lives. Uh, you know the uh, the the women's coach uh, for UConn, um, Gino Gino Ariama. 
I, I really feel like he would be a good NBA coach. But but he's just remained inside of that program at UConn for, I mean, what, he's been there a long time. I mean, it's over 20 years, I think. And the reason why is because they've had success and they've won national titles and they've gone undefeated and they've done these things. And I think if you start to build this winning mentality, uh, then then it would then it's easy for a guy like Nate Oates to stay long term. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're, you hit the nail on the head, Joe, uh, Greg Byrne, this may be the signing of, of the year. Uh, (laughs) when you look back on it now, a year and a half later, you're like, wow, that is, that is a huge signing now, uh, compared to, you know, what it could have been. Well, yeah, identified, he identified, you know, what he wanted in a candidate, a young guy on the cutting edge of basketball. And, uh, he went and, you know, he had a, had a couple of years of success at Buffalo. And I, I think a, a lot of us, when we saw our new, new basketball coach was hired from Buffalo, we're like, what in the world what? is this? But, uh, <laughs> but it's, it's worked out for him so far. I think, I, I think that as a basketball coach at the University of Alabama, you have to really embrace the salesman side of the, of the program. Uh, and, and, and I think, Avery Johnson did a, did an okay job with that, but but you have to in, in, embrace. You know, uh, C- Coach Sanderson always talks about on Inside the Locker Room how he went out and sold the program uh, w- w- while he was you know standing there next to Coach Bryant's football team. Well, while you're next to Coach Saban's football team, you've got to be out and actively selling your program and, and be successful. Uh, you know, success breeds success. So I I, I think that uh, you know. Nate Oates' affinity for, for Coach Saban and an affinity for Alabama has only helped him be successful in this role as head coach. I asked, uh, we had on Title Talk the other day, we had Coach Brad Bohannon from the Alabama baseball team on, and I asked him a question. You know, I asked him, I said, hey, uh, Coach, you know, what is it What is it like, what is your relationship like with the other coaches uh, from Alabama? In fact, every coach that I've had the honor to interview um, – I've asked that question. Uh, I have, I, I've said, what is it like with the other coaches around you? And Coach Bohannon actually said that Nick Saban told him when he first got there, he said, uh, one of the things that we talked about was recruiting. And he said the best way to uh, build a team and, and to do it well is to go is to do recruiting well. And I think the success of this Alabama basketball team is only beginning because of recruiting. I mean, you look at the team that they have potentially for next season. Uh, I know they're going to lose John Petty, which is a loss. They're going to lose Herb Jones, which is also a big loss. But some of the guys they have coming in next season, I think can continue the success of this program. And the more you win, Joe, we've seen it in football. The more you win the more people want to come to your program. Uh, that's how Kentucky has been able to do it for so long. Uh, that's how uh, Duke has been able to do it for so long. North Carolina, these programs are winning culture programs. And when you win, people want to play with you. When you win national championships, you pick Alabama football. Uh, and that's even what Nick Saban says. He says, listen, you could go somewhere else and play. That's great. But you can come here and compete for a national championship consistently year after year after year after year. And and they've done that. And I think Alabama basketball, I think I think the best is truly uh yet to come at this point. 
Uh, we're going to take our first break. Coming up on the other side, we'll take a phone call. I see Pat's on hold. We'll get him on the other side. And uh, we'll, it looks like he wants to play some true-false on this Friday today. So we'll do that. Uh, coming up on the other side, don't forget, you can join us right here on the Taco Casa Hotline, 205-342-9904. We'll be right back here on the Martin Houston Show. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks and light traffic greeters on this Friday morning. Now, I did encounter some wet spots while traveling around the area, so please drive carefully. And if you see conditions, give us a call. Super selection, super savings that will make you say wow at Towns of Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. A partly sunny sky today, the high for this afternoon around 51. For tonight, mostly fair with the low at 30. Tomorrow, clouds move in, a chance of rain by afternoon, the high 52. Sunday, rain ending early in the day, becoming partially sunny, the high 51. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904 or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show right here on Tide 100.9 FM. James Ludeman and Joe Gaither filling in today for Martin Houston. And right now we're going to jump out to the Taco Casa hotline this morning and we're going to get Pat in the conversation. Good morning, Pat. How are you? Good morning. Uh, true thoughts this morning. Let us, All right. If this was not a COVID year, would we be able with the way Alabama is playing, would they be in hanging in the rafters at Coleman Coliseum from the amount of students that we currently have at the university and the town's folks of Tuscaloosa, not even counting Birmingham people driving in, would they be hanging from the rafters, true false? True, at 100%. Um, I don't think there's any doubt in my mind and, and Joe, I, I know you're shaking your head. I want to let you comment on this too, because see, here's the thing. And this is what kind of, you know, has sucked about COVID. Uh, I, I have not been able to experience what it's like with a full Coleman Coliseum basketball game. And I'm really disappointed about that, uh, as a whole for me, just, just for the fan experience of it. However, um, in the games that I have been to, and I've, I've been to three games this year. Uh, I have noticed that even through COVID, there has still been a lot of volume. Uh, the fans have still really been into it, but there is no doubt in my mind, Pat, that if, if we were able to have full capacity crowds in Coleman Coliseum, uh, it, I don't even know where you'd put everybody, but they would find a way, uh, especially with, uh, just the success that the team is having. Uh, as I said before, Winning does a lot of things for a program. Uh, it helps your recruiting. 
Uh, it helps your fan base, and it helps to grow your fan base because then people start to talk about your team. And, uh, and, and Pat, you know it. We've been talking about it all week. Uh, people are really starting to take notice uh, of this Alabama team. Okay. Next question. True, false. Would a sidewalker alumni be hollering? For an eighty-five hundred-seat arena like that Mickey Mouse crap down there at Auburn, Alabama. <laughs> Mickey Mouse crap, I love it. Uh, Joe, I'm gonna I'm let you answer this one. I'm, I'm gonna let you answer this one because you you like I said, you've been a fan of this team for a, a long time. You know uh, a lot of the polls. So I I have an answer on the stadium issue, but but I, I'm interested to hear what you got to say. Pat, I'm gonna be honest. I think the uh, the uh, the stadium issue, people crying for a new stadium. Oh, uh, we're not successful because of our basketball stadium. I think that's a lame excuse. I think that's a lame excuse of why we can't be good. Is should Coleman Coliseum be updated a hundred percent, or even a new arena completely? Yeah, it should be. But uh, the people who use that as an excuse for why, why the, the program can't be successful or why it's not successful, uh, I, I think that's a lame excuse. So uh, you, you you asked true or false? Will the Sidewalk alumni be clamming for an eighty five hundred seat arena? Uh, true, they will be. Uh, but I think that that's I, I think it'd be that's that's a novelty. That's a novelty that, while it would be cool, uh, it's not a necessary step towards success. It's not, it doesn't, re, you know, I was in there t- two weeks ago when we were playing Kentucky, or, you know, last week when we were, yeah, l- uh, late last week when we were playing Kentucky. And, uh, you know, towards the last three minutes, with only 2,500 fans, the place got loud. The place got real loud, uh, and, and the team was able to respond to that. I thought that was impressive. But I was, and uh, to go back to your first question, yes, true. The pl- the place would be packed with people standing room only if they would allow that. So uh, I, I I don't buy the whole thing where we need a new stadium. We need a new stadium because if they if we were allowed to have 100 percent capacity, we'd have 15,000 people in there every night. So why should we cut that capacity in half to 8,500? I think that's uh going backwards yes and uh uh because if 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 nate quit keeps winning that all coleman coliseum needs is a the it was originally designed to have a glass facade in the front of the stadium i don't know if y'all have seen the original drawings of coleman and that and then across from where the uh uh where you go up and uh eat hot dogs and stuff in the, uh, the club room. I, um, across from that, I had a club room on the opposite side for uh, uh, maybe for box seats or something. Other, you know, that, you know, another way of drawing more money. But uh, Coleman Coliseum needs to be rebuilt. Uh, I'm just like these people that can't stand to see a Walmart shut down. Instead of rebuilding a Walmart, they, they shut it down. It becomes a giant white elephant and nothing else can go in that building that's just sitting there deteriorating and they build a brand new one. I disagree with that. Coleman Coliseum needs to be refurbished, not rebuilt. But uh, some things just like uh, you know, uh, our stadium there in the middle of town is the most horrible place to have a football stadium, but oh, you know, it makes it difficult you know, to to get there to park, blah blah blah. Well, let me but, let me stop let me stop ahead. you there for just a second because I want to I want to give you some knowledge about something, and and this uh-huh. is something that is super frustrating to me. Um, 
I love where the football stadium is right now. And here's the reason why. Uh, I grew up in Tampa, Florida. That's no secret. Most of you know that. Uh, Mm -hmm. The University of South Florida uh, does not have a football stadium on campus. Uh, They play inside of Raymond James Stadium, coincidentally where the Super Bowl is this Sunday. And it is a nightmare to get to that stadium on game day. Uh, It is a nightmare to get to that stadium when you have all these students that attend the campus and don't have the ability to just be able to walk to the stadium. Uh, And and I'm going to tell you, having a stadium that's, that's located away from a university does way more harm than good. And, and, and I'll tell you this, the other thing I want to bring up about the stadium guys is Look, I, and, and I don't mean this to be a knock against Tuscaloosa or anything, so please don't take this the wrong way. But where where in the world is Alabama going to play basketball while they build this stadium? W- would they play in, uh, in, in, what is it, Foster's Auditorium, I guess? Would they, would they play in there for, you know, the time being? And, and how long is it going to take? Because I, I'll tell you, there are some roads I drive down that are still under construction after like 12 years. Uh, so... <laughs> So how long, I'm not trying to be funny, but I'm just saying like, how long is it going to take to do this now? It's Alabama. So they'll probably, you know, actually do what they're supposed to do and get it done. But, uh, it, it's just the point of, I get the stadium argument and I, and look, anytime you get a new arena, I think it's fun, uh, to get and it, and it looks nice. And if you can get more fans in there, find a way to get more people in the game. Absolutely. I'm all for it. Uh, but it, you know, there's just a lot that goes into it. I, I, you know, I know Barry a few months ago was joking about it, but you know, I'd love to see a stadium right next near black warrior river. I think that would be fun. Uh, I don't know where they put it, but you know, it would definitely be fun. It'd be something different, but, uh, I don't know. I, I think it's, I think it's one of those things where, you know, refurbishing it. Yes. It would, would be a good short-term solution, but if this team continues to have success, uh, I, I think you got to start at least having a conversation about it. Uh, well, so. I did. I, my my feelings on it with forty thousand students, uh, plus, uh, and she they still growing, and with that and uh, uh, Nate's success, that I really really think that if you don't have uh fifteen thousand seats. You're gonna be you're, you're you're just you're stepping backwards. I agree with that, Pat. Hey, man, we got to get to our next have call, a, but I appreciate have a it, buddy. Day. Thank you, fellas. Bye bye. No problem, Pat. Have a good weekend, buddy. Let's get Tom in the conversation. Good morning, Tom. Hey, what's up? What's up, man? Good morning. Good morning. How are y'all? Good show. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. What's on your mind, buddy? Uh, you know the arena. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with that first. Uh, the arena back in the day when. Uh, it used to be Memorial Coliseum. And uh, uh, when I grew up, it was uh, built, and, and the way arenas were done back in the day was multi-purpose uh, arenas. And that's what that is. Uh, and case in point, uh, uh, the university used to have uh, an entertainment committee, program committee, this, that, and the other. And they would book some of the biggest rock and roll acts there was in the country. Uh, they even booked the Rolling Stones into that uh, building uh, in 1972. And, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm That's telling a big you, deal. It was some of the biggest acts 
and, and rock came to the University of Alabama. So you're thinking they should do it kind of like what, you know, the NBA does, where they where they have like these huge arenas and they and they use them for more than just, you know, basketball well, games. I, you know, I, I, I don't pretend to know the answer because I, I got sense enough to know that things change over time. And uh and I, I don't think there's been any major rock concerts that uh Coleman and, and years and years and so forth and so on, but that was the original intent and it did well. I, I'll say that it did well. And uh but that was the original intent. My my thing is that uh you know, the the fact that uh that I have been in that place when basketball was on a real high and that place would be rocket. The, the, the electricity in the air with 14,000-plus fans in there for basketball games. It's unbelievable. And uh, and, and I, I, I would hope that we would go back to that one day. And, but uh, I also know that, you know, it's, I, I'm just one person. <laughs> you know, and, and things change. I understand. But that was the original intent for that uh, facility. And uh, and it worked well. I, I'm telling you, there was some good acts, some good stuff went on in there. And uh, but I would say, if I was going to do anything, I, I, I would. Uh, I'm with Joe. I would modify some things, maybe the seating arrangement and all. But uh, and our students, I tell you what, the students that's been coming to the game, uh, it was more evident against LSU, and it's been good every game at home. But they had an effect on that game the other night because they dogged Watford all night long, and they finally got to that guy. <laughs> and they had an effect on the game. And my hat's off to those guys uh, and girls that were in there raising all that sand, and uh, they did a great job. But the number one thing, and you alluded to it in your first comment, was recruiting will lead the way for the prosperity of basketball at Alabama. Am I hearing you right? I think so. I mean, I think, again, winning winning breeds recruiting, winning breeds program support uh, from alumni and everywhere else. So I think the more you win and and the more successful your program is, I think the better off it is. And we've seen that that firsthand with Nick Saban. What I'm saying is you're right. You're exactly right, but uh, it all starts with recruiting, right? Right. So put the money into uh, the players, you know, the lounge, the uh, locker room, uh, uh, all things pointed to the players. Don't worry about that. i tell you what, the, the, if you get the best players, uh, you'll have that place rocking. And uh, fourteen thousand—that it'll be a good thing. That—that's my whole point of, about it. Uh, the more that can get in there, and believe me, I don't care where the seats were. Were back in the day, they were somebody in it. <laughs> so uh, just to just to get to this point, I know we got to get to a break here in a second, but uh, so just some notable names that have performed uh, inside of Coleman. You ready for this, Joe? This is actually really funny, uh, or really good. In, on November 14th, 1971, Elvis performed an afternoon show in the arena. Uh, he came back to the arena in 1975, 
and last performed at the arena in 1976, a year before he died. Uh, Led Zeppelin performed a show, a sold-out show at Memorial Coliseum on May 10th, 1973. Grateful Dead played in 1977. That's their one and only time they've ever been to Tuscaloosa. That's really the last time uh, a, a concert has been there. Uh, and then, yeah, and listen then, to this one. The Eagles, the Eagles performed on a Sunday afternoon as a warm-up band for wow. Yes. <laughs> Jeez, as a warm-up band, that's hilarious. Uh, and then, and then one other note uh, as well. President Ronald Reagan actually came to Coleman uh, in 1984 uh, during his re-election campaign. So uh, again, you know, he I, was I best friends with a guy in Tuscaloosa. Oh, okay. There you go. Now, uh, now again, that family. just that just kind of brings up to me that, and, and the city of Tuscaloosa doesn't have. Uh, obviously, it's not as big as Birmingham, but you know, the, the Birmingham has the uh, the what the BJCC, right? Isn't that what yeah. it's called? Yeah. So. I think, what if Tuscaloosa was able to get something like that? Well, you got the amphitheater. Well, yeah, but, it, it, but so. for, that, I that, mean, that, like that, sports. That, that, that's, that's my whole point. When it was Memorial Coliseum, I'm telling you, these kids that were on that entertainment committee for the university, uh, they called it the program committee. Uh, a really good friend of mine was on there, and they were genius. I mean, they were absolutely genius. And they would book these acts that everybody wanted to see. And then you turn around and Coach Sanderson uh, roll in a, a, a tournament basketball team and it's the jam pack. You see what you see where I'm going with my thoughts? I understand. Absolutely. And uh and it was good. I, I'm here to tell you. I think what uh if you ever had an opportunity, Caesar Hart could do a better job than me at <laughs> telling you how things were around. Uh, then known as Memorial Coliseum. I'm going to get off, though, uh, but uh, I'm in favor of, of making it really nice for the players in the locker rooms and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but keep that uh, 14000 Let the electricity ride, baby. All right, Tom. Hey, I appreciate it all week, man, calling yeah, in. Love and, the and show. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, buddy. All right, bye. All right, that's Tom calling in Taco Casa Hotline. Coleman Coliseum, 15,383 seats currently uh, in there. So shove another 5,000 in there, right? Well, and that's what I'm – like, that's pe- – people say we need a new arena. We need to get uh, – go smaller like Auburn does, 8,000, 8, you know, yeah. put put the fans on top of the – you know, reconfigure, put the fans on top of the court. Now, uh, that I'm, 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 I'm in support of reconfiguring the arena, but – I think the fifteen thousand is an advantage if you can get the right team in there, you get the right build, build the right program, because uh, you, you'll see, uh, you'll see, you'll see that place pack in over ten thousand every night and, and, and get it nice and loud. Uh, bring, bring as many, you know, as many of the students in as possible. I think the fifteen thousand seats is an advantage, but you just have to get the right, the right uh, program going in there to to take advantage of the space. Joe, that just. That's frustrating to hear you say that because then you think about COVID and what could have been this year. I mean, just absolutely what could have been. All right, we're going to take our next break here on the Martin Houston Show. Uh, We're going to come back. We'll talk more about some Alabama hoops. Uh, Actually, there's another thing I do want to talk about uh, as well. There was a comment uh, yesterday from a former Alabama wide receiver, and he was on an interview yesterday uh, for Super Bowl week. 
And and he made some comments about the 2020 Alabama Crimson Tide football team. And, Joe, I want to share these comments with you on the other side of this break. I want to get your reaction to this because uh, this is actually a very interesting comment that this wide receiver made, former wide receiver from the University of Alabama. So we'll talk about that on the other side. You're listening to the Martin Houston Show right here on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks and light traffic greet us on this Friday morning. Now, I did encounter some wet spots while traveling around the area, so please drive carefully. And if you see conditions, give us a call. Super selection, super savings that will make you say wow at Townsend Nissan. I'm Cap Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn, which we can customize to meet your needs. Or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show. The sound of Bama sports. Your show. Your team. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. What song is that? Is that, uh, uh, what song is that? I'm trying to think. Or is it just an instrumental or something? It's just an instrumental. Oh, laugh, okay. Huh? What do you because think? What do you think? Well, it was? the beginning of it sounded like a foreigner. You know, I want to know what love is. Yeah, it's not what it sounded like for a minute. But anyway, all right. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show right here on Time 100.9. Uh, let's jump out to the Taco Casa Hotline real quick. Uh, let's get Lake Martin John in here. Good morning, uh, John. How you doing? Listen, I got to tell you, Tom's bringing back some memories. I grew up in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> I went to uh, a lot of those shows, but uh, James, I ended up after 
uh, six years in the military, ended up at the University of South Florida, graduated in 81. Sounds like you might have spent some time down there. You know, I grew up, like I said, I grew up in Tampa, so I, I've spent many a time uh, on the University of South Florida campus. So that's pretty cool, Lake Martin John. I didn't know you uh, graduated from there. That's pretty awesome. Yes, I did. And and as a matter of fact, the same thing Tom was talking about, I attended, uh, let's see, I can remember Stevie Ray Vaughan, The Grateful Dead, and several acts at the Sundome, which was yeah. very nice to have right there on campus, and, and I really enjoyed that. But the frustrating part was they just the football team never played there. Like it, it was, I, know. I, I don't understand these arenas and and or these you know schools that don't have arenas on campus. It just doesn't make sense to me. It does not it, it? It affords the students every opportunity to go. And yep. I mean, yeah, no, the yeah, it definitely needs to be there. But uh, one thing too, you know, uh, you were you and uh, Tom were talking about the obvious that yeah, you know, winning certainly does create. Uh, a desire for kids to go there, uh, but it also uh, it's it'll sustain a fan base. I mean, for those of us that grew up uh, with Bear Bryant, our loyalty to Bama was established by Bear Bryant, but it continued. It sustained the University of Alabama through all the Mikes, you know, the Duboses and all those guys. And uh, so, yeah, once you establish that tradition, but it's got to be established several years. You can't just have one year and then drop off. But I think if Nate Oates, if we can keep him around uh, and establish that tradition, it'll last. And, uh, boy, that that would be just amazing uh, to have both basketball and football, which is why Bear Bryant left Kentucky. So both teams, as a matter of fact, uh, have started their SEC play at 10-0, football and basketball. Amazing. Uh, obviously, it's two different sports, and, of course, Alabama's going to have a chance to, uh, you know, get get – get more wins under their belt uh with this but you know what you you hit the nail on the head like martin john it, it's one of those things where i don't know what it is about winning uh winning really uh it, it, for instance it's kind of like the super bowl right it, it's it's tampa bay has been and and you know uh live, living in that area tampa bay has not always been uh a team of destiny and uh uh as growing up as a bucks fan you know Knowing the history of the team, uh, team went zero and twenty six at one point in the NFL, uh, and then the, you know they finally won their super, first Super Bowl back in oh two oh three. But uh, it's amazing what winning will do. I was listening to ESPN Radio on the way in this morning, and they were doing predictions for the Super Bowl. And and about five years ago, if the Bucks somehow magically got in this game, nobody would have picked them. But no. now, because of the greatness that is Tom Brady, the winner. Uh, uh, the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, I can't tell you how many people pick Tampa Bay. Like it just, it blows my mind. And that's what, what I'm saying. The, the point I'm trying to make with that is that's what winning does. Winning changes your mentality. Winning makes your program popular and winning makes you want to play with winner with winning teams. Uh, and I think that's what, I think that's what Alabama is setting up to do right now. I really believe that's true, and um, and you know, well, there's too much evidence to prove it. <laughs> so yeah, we yep. know that. But listen, man, as a Tampa Bay Buck fan, uh, you and I have paid our dues. So best of luck to both of us this weekend, my friend. Boy, you you ain't kidding when you say pay your dues, man. We had to sit through <laughs> five years of Jameis Winston, dude. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, hey, listen, you gentlemen have a blessed day, and I, I appreciate the show. Hey, you too, Lake Martin John. Thank you so much, man. Roll Tide.
All right, that's Lake Martin John joining us on the Taco Casa Hotline. Joe, he's not lying, man. I've paid my dues. I have paid my dues with this team, with with the Bucks. I've been through enough. You won a Super Bowl in 02? I, yeah, but that's a long time ago. That That is you know like almost 20 haven't years ago. How many teams have been to a Super Bowl? I understand that, but that's 20 years ago that that happened. Yeah, and there are teams that haven't even been to the Super Bowl. Well... There are teams that weren't that haven't even made the playoffs in that amount of time. Do you realize that the Bucks have the all-time losing percentage in the NFL? Do you realize that? Uh, you, it's are, terrible. Are looking for a gold star? I am. Give me my star. And you know what? We have it. It's Tom Brady. That's my gold star. That's the gold star I get. Hopefully the Chicago Bears can get Deshaun Watson, and you guys will get a gold star. Be fantastic. Do you think he changes the team as far as, like, him coming in it, like let's say things worked out and you were able because we talked about the trade uh, i think yesterday or the day before uh to bring deshaun watson in uh first of all that would really suck for mitch trubisky i i i love that kid i, I know we, we may not agree on that but that's all right uh but if deshaun watson comes in i mean does your team automatically just get better Immediately, a hundred percent. He's he's one of the top probably five quarterbacks in the league. Anytime you can bring in a top five quarterback, the most. I mean, not even just a quarterback, but it's the most important position in sports, and it's yep. the hardest position to nail down. And uh, yeah, I know you said it sucks for Mitch, Mitch Trubisky, but Trubisky he's gone anyways. He's gone yeah. whether we bring in Deshaun Watson or not. He's going to go find a new, new team, and we're going to wish him well. But yeah, Deshaun Watson. Coming into uh, the Bears would 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 really would ch- would change their tra- trajectory in the division uh, tenfold because you know over the last four years Trubisky's four year contract they've been riding the defense so we've had yeah. moments and spurts of good offense Trubisky had six touchdown passes against uh, who was it. Mm. Who was it? I think it was Tampa. Yeah, it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, so he had six touchdowns. So he's had moments where he's had he's, he's had uh, bright spots, but uh, he's not been consistent enough. So you got to go out and get a, get yourself a quarterback who can uh, be a game changer and, and, and really uh, elevate the offense t- into a competitive level. I never thought at 43 years old uh, before the season began that we were going to make the Super Bowl. I'm just being up front with you. I think I've said that all week. Uh, I even said that, that I thought we would do well. I thought we would, you know, make the playoffs. We did that. Uh, but boy, for, for you, you're right though, Joe, a quarterback to come in and completely change the culture of a team, uh, a quarterback can do that. And, and we saw that happen with Tom. Uh, that's, you know, I know Deshaun Watson hasn't had a whole lot of, uh, winning success in Houston. I mean, he's been to the playoffs a few times. Uh, but they've kind of fallen short, and that, and a lot of that has to do, unfortunately, with uh, management. and And Bill O'Brien, sadly, has been a part of that uh, because they've just been a mismanaged team. Had they been better managed, I think, I think you probably would have had a different story. And I think Deshaun Watson finishes his career in Houston. Uh, but you know, it's so so frustrating to think that a guy like Deshaun Watson with Houston uh, is just not going to be there anymore after having. So much talent. I mean, he's had talent on that team uh, for the last several years. Had great wide receivers. Of course, J.J. Watt. Anytime you have J.J. Watt on your team, you're better. Uh, so that's that's something cool. All right. I know we got to get to a break here real quick. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show here today. Uh, we'll get your official uh, Super Bowl prediction, Joe. I'm going to put you on the spot. Super Bowl prediction and score. 
and uh, we'll see what happens here. Uh, we'll take this last break and then come back, wrap everything up here on the Martin Houston Show. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, traffic's still pretty light with no active wrecks, some congestion on McFarland at Rose Boulevard. If you see other conditions, of course, give us a call 205-886-8886. Super selection, super savings, and deals that will make you say wow at Townsend Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good morning. The first of next week will start out with temperatures in the 25 to 30 degree range. That will require protection for pipes, plants, and pets. But according to the National Weather Service in Birmingham, the sub-freezing weather will not hang around long. But it could be long enough for some type of frozen precipitation. The Walker County Sheriff's Office has confirmed they have found the remains of Summer Lachey Busby. She had been reported missing since December 21st. I'm Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Carving can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. The sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, the Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. Wrapping things up here on the program today. Big thank you to Joe Gaither uh, for letting me hang out this week and sit in this seat and put up with me uh, at 6 in the morning because uh, there's nothing better I'm sure he could do uh, than to look at my ugly mug at 6 a.m. Uh, in the morning. So thank you, Joe. I appreciate what you do. No uh, problem. A lot more fun than looking at my eyelids. That's a good point. Uh, real quick, Joe, we only got a couple minutes left here in the show. I want to get your uh, official. This is the Iron Man's official Super Bowl prediction. Uh, you, you can talk about the game if you want, uh, but really the important thing that I know people want to know, who's going to win? And uh, give us a final score, too. What you got? Uh, I'm going to go Chiefs are going to win 31-28. 31-28. Uh, All right. Well, we're done with that segment. All right. Yep, uh, yep. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm playing. Just kidding. Just kidding. No, I just, I just think it could happen. The Chiefs have so many weapons. I, I, and okay, you want my, take the mask off and show you the truth. You lost to the Bears this year. You lost to the Bears this year. And if you lose to the Bears, you're not a good team. And that was so like I, nine just, weeks I, ago. well, you know what? You're right. It was. <laughs> but that's the prism that I'm seeing things. It, 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 basically, the Bears didn't beat any good teams this year. They, you know, so we beat the Bucks. The Bucks aren't a good team. They're playing a good team in the Chiefs. Chiefs win. 
It's hard for me to believe that because of what's happened the last three weeks. I mean, they beat. They beat, I don't care that you they beat, beat the, the Saints, Saints you beat, and they beat you, the Packers. Both are really good one-armed teams. One arm Drew Brees, good, good for you. Uh, that, well, that, that same one arm guy also throws for five thousand yards every year. One arm so, Drew Brees, who uh, you know. He's been hurt. He's been hurt this year. Not nearly as dangerous. No, I don't care that you beat the Saints. The NFC, the NFC South is a terrible division. It's one of the. It's it's it's, it's an awful division. So I, I just. Oh, I you're, think you're I, not going to rile me up. Well, you're not going to do it. I think I looked so. it up. You, you played the Packers. You played the. You played the Chiefs. You played several good teams this year, and you went like. Two and five against we the We held teams. the Chiefs scoreless for three quarters of that game. They scored all their points in the first quarter. Yes, we didn't win, but we found a way to stop them for three quarters of the game. So I don't want to sit here and talk and say, well, there's just no way we're going to beat. No, there is a way. I'm not saying that. I'm just, well, I think that my opinion is the Chiefs will win. All right. Well, then you're, you're entitled to that opinion. I asked, so that's what I get for asking. Not what I wanted, Joe. I wanted you to be on 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 the fun train over here. Why would you want an AFC team to win? That's dumb. You support an NFC team. This is not the SEC. <laughs> and even so, I don't subscribe to that theory. I don't care about any other <laughs> NFC team. I don't care about any other SEC oh, come team. On. I don't care come about on. Tennessee winning a national championship if Alabama's not in it. No, 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 no. Okay, that's a fun question. If, if there's one team that gets to a national championship that you would never root for to win it, would it be Auburn? Or would it be Tennessee? It'd be pretty much anybody that's not Alabama. I, I don't care, but if you're not, I, I mean, so you wouldn't support like, let's say, by some miracle, Texas A and M were to were to get to the national championship, no. you wouldn't be like, cool, good for them. Like, no, no, wow, that's harsh, man. That's harsh. Wow. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for us here on the Martin Houston Show today. Uh, again, big thanks to Tyler 149. Of course, thanks to Joe Gaither for letting me hang out. Thanks to Martin Houston for letting us hang out. Uh, we've had a lot of fun this week. Uh, do we know, do we know who's on next week yet? Yeah, we're going to put Josh White in the seat. Oh, Josh White. Oh, you're going to have fun with that one guys. All right. Josh White is one of our amazing interns here. He does a great job. Uh, but boy, he's, uh, he's got his knowledge. So listen, when you call in next week, you better know your stuff because your boy, Josh White, he he knows what he's talking about. So that's exciting. I'll definitely be listening uh, to that next week. Well, thank you all so much again for listening to the Martin Houston Show. Stay tuned. Inside the locker room is going to keep it going. Remember, trust in the Lord always. Lean not on your own understanding. Have a great weekend. Go Bucks, And we'll talk to you on Monday. See you. Celebration. There's a party going on right here. A celebration to last throughout.